Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. How are you doing today, babe? I'm good. I'm good. We have a very special guest today. Yes, we have Jaspreet Singh, the founder and CEO of Minority Mindset. His YouTube channel has over 1 million subscribers and his videos are viewed 5 million times a month. You are going to get a lot out of this episode. Jaspree dropped so much knowledge, and we're just so happy that he joined us on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. So thank you so much for coming on, Jaspree. We really appreciate you. Um, you have created a successful business and it's definitely something that we inspire to do as well um, and we just love the information that you share with everyday people to really get informed about personal finance and investing so yes yeah, so, i'm excited yeah. to be here <laughs> yeah so for those of you who made for the rare amount of people who don't know who you are <laughs> jasper <laughs> um can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself sure like you said my name is jasper singh i'm the founder of a company called minority mindset i guess that's what i'm uh, mainly known for. Minority Mindset is a financial education and media company. Uh, the Minority Mindset has nothing to do with the way you look, your ethnicity, or your skin color. It's the mindset of thinking differently than the majority of people. We started off as a uh, Instagram page, grew into a YouTube channel, and now we have uh, trying to transition to a full financial education and media company. So uh, that's what I am, and that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. So when, when did you actually start Minority Mindset? So our official, what I call our official start date was March 1st, 2016. I was like, the, the reason why we started was because I never grew up with any sort of financial education. I never grew up learning about investing. I never grew up learning about entrepreneurship. These things were not only not talked about, but they were discouraged. Uh, my parents are immigrants from a state in India called Punjab, and they came to this country with less than a hundred bucks. So for them, they wanted their kids, me to be successful because you know, I saw how hard they worked. They didn't get time off. They worked long hours every single day. And so the way to become quote unquote successful in their eyes was study hard in school, become a doctor, and then you make a big salary and save a whole bunch of money. Well, I thought differently than the majority of people. I, I, I liked entrepreneurship. I was always this person who liked doing different things. And I started a bunch of businesses, did a bunch of different things. And I learned along the way, a lot of things about money. I learned about investing, which was something I never knew about. Learned about passive income. I did not know that that existed. I learned about entrepreneurship. I didn't know you can make money without having a fancy degree. It sounds dumb, but I, I didn't know that this was possible. So I learned all these things along the way. And, and I was kind of angry learning that, oh my God, like there's a difference between having a degree and being financially successful. Like they're two very different things. Having a degree can help you get a better paying job, but that does not mean that you're going to be financially successful. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was going down this medical route. I never went to medical school, but I was studying for the medical college admission test. I took that test, but I realized that I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was going to become a doctor so I could become financially successful when I should be becoming a doctor just to be a good doctor. And, and I had this like kind of real war in my mind because if I want to make more money as a doctor, I got to treat more patients. And, and so it becomes a business of, of treating patients. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not what I wanted to do. It, it, it's not right morally to me. So I was like, I was like torn. I was like, this doesn't make sense. So I decided not to go down that route, went more into entrepreneurship, did a bunch of different things, started a bunch of businesses. Some of them failed. Some of them did really well, started investing in a whole different a bunch of different places. 
But then I started a business where I got scammed by a fake marketing company. And when that happened, I lost a big chunk of our marketing budget. And I was really irritated because like, you know, I was like, man, not only did we never learn about money growing up, not only did I never learn about how to start a business, not only was this not taught to me, I was never encouraged by this and now I'm getting scammed. So I went out onto Udemy and created a class called how to launch a business without getting screwed over. I charged seven bucks for it. It really wasn't to make money. It was just to like help people who were trying to start a business. It's no longer there anymore, but I started this years ago and I did it under the alias minority mindset with the whole idea being, you have to think differently than the majority of people. Mm. Yes. And so I did that and people really liked it. And they're like, you need to get on social media. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started an Instagram page, started putting out content on social media. And everyone said, oh, can you please create blog posts so we can learn more? And I was like, well, English is my second language and I'm not very good at writing. So I'm not starting a blog, but I can talk. So I guess I'll start a YouTube channel. So I just kind of occasionally started putting out videos in the late part of 2015, just kind of here and there about random things that came to my mind. And then March 1st, 2016 was when I was like, you know, let me actually take this a little bit more seriously and kind of see what to do with that. And from there started. One of the things that stood out to me that you said was that your parents wanted you to be a doctor, but you had other plans for yourself. A lot of times our parents have expectations that's different than our own. So (laughs) how hard was it to tell them and how hard was it to change your mindset to be okay with your decision? Oh man, I don't think I could describe it in words. It was extremely hard because it's hard for someone to understand. Like the, when I say my parents wanted me to be a doctor, it wasn't just like, Oh, just breathe, become a doctor. No, it was like, either you become a doctor or you're a failure. It's Mm -hmm. one or the other. There's no in between. And to put it in context, like when I was in eighth grade, I was in middle school. I was, I was almost flunking out of my English class my dad was like, all right, you know what? Let's get you a tutor. So my dad got me a tutor, but the tutor wasn't for English. The tutor was for the medical college admission test, the test that you take when you're towards the end of your college career to get into medical school. So here I am 12 years old in middle school, failing almost my English class. And I got a tutor to get me into medical school, which is like 10 years away. So that's how serious my parents were about, uh, you know, you need to become a doctor. So I did not know anything else existed. I thought that was the only option that I had. I, my, my mind was so narrow. So when I started, like I was always an entrepreneur. My parents didn't support us. So I used to do all of my stuff in secret. Like when I was in high school, I used to work at weddings. I used to, uh, I started a teen party planning business when I was in high school. I did this all in secret because if my parents knew that I was doing this, they would not be happy and, and it, it just wouldn't be good. So I did all of my like entrepreneurial ventures in secret. And even though I was like shocked that, Hey, I can make money without having a degree. I knew I really enjoyed this entrepreneurial side of things. I knew I really enjoyed everything that I was doing. I just couldn't wrap my head around the idea that this is something that I can make a career out of. And after I took the MCAT, it was was my, uh, I was uh, between my sophomore and junior year in college. So between year two and year three, The day after I took the MCAT was the day that I closed on my first real estate investment property. And I remember I went through a lot of fights with my parents because I told them that because I don't know what I was going to doing because I did not know any real estate investors. I had no idea how the process worked. So I was really scared. So I told my parents and they were like, you know, they were not, they were not happy, but I did it. And it was a small, this is right after the 2008 crash. So I was very fortunate in terms of Mm -hmm. like pricing because this, this condo that I bought, the previous owners were paying around like $120,000 to $150,000 for it. I picked it up for $8,000 cash. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. And I, I was 19 years old. Uh, I had money from my event planning business. So I was, again, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I just thought this was normal because, you know, I'm, I'm 19. And that's when I started to really understand that there's a whole world of investing and financial education and, and entrepreneurship that I really want to explore. So that's when I told my parents that I don't want to be a doctor. And it took my mom really a year, a year and a half to really accept that idea because when she realized that, hey, I didn't even apply to medical school, my son's not going to medical school. So it took a long time. It was not easy. And it took, mm. it, and, and that's the thing is, you know, we all have these goals, these dreams, these desires. And the biggest like kind of roadblock is sometimes ourselves and our mindset and the people around us. And it's that commitment that you have to make to knowing, you know what, either I'm going to do this or I'm not. And you have to decide, hey, if I'm going to do this, you have to be willing to go all in and you're going to have to make sacrifices. It's hard because, you know, it's, it, until you become successful, people are not going to support you. It, it kind of sucks, but that's the reality. Like when you become successful, everyone says, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You know, you did such a good job. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, it's not like people do this because they hate you. It, it's, they think they're doing the right thing, but trying to steer you a certain direction because they love you, but they just don't know what you know. They don't have the vision you have. They don't have that hustle that you have. They don't have the dreams that you have. And so you have to be able to understand what it is that you want. And if you believe in yourself and you trust yourself, you have to be willing to go all in. And it's not easy. It's hard because you can fail. I failed a lot of times. Like my event planning business that was really successful in college, I shut it down. I, I never drank. I wasn't into partying. And when I got towards the end of my, end of my college career, I started thinking, do I want to try to expand this? Because we're hosting parties to doing concerts and shows. And I was like, you know, is this something that I want to expand? But it wasn't the industry that I wanted to be in. And so I spent years building this brand, building this name, making good money. We were having events every week. Then I shut it down because this just wasn't something that I was passionate about. It wasn't something that I saw myself doing for the long term. So I shut it down. And I did that with different businesses, even though they were making good money, just because I learned this is not what I want to do. And so you have to be willing to make that pivot, pull the plug. And it's hard sometimes because it's like, oh my God, I'm making good money finally, but this is not what I want to do. And, that, and that's a hard decision to make. Yeah. You've done a lot, right? In such a, and it's such a short timeline, right? And it's like, you had the event planning business, you started investing in real estate. So you took on like a lot of these entrepreneurial pursuits. And it's amazing that, you know, it didn't seem like you were afraid to fail. Like you were, hmm. you were willing to just give it a try. And I think that's such a great piece of advice that you were willing to pull the plug when it didn't serve you anymore. So I think that's awesome. One of the questions that I have is today, people go to minority mindset to learn, right? To get, to shift their mindset, right? But what did you do to kind of like start learning about finances, entrepreneurship? Like where did, what were your, some of your resources that you used early on? So two things. One, I grew up in a, I would call a bubble. I didn't know anyone that was starting their own business. Uh, there was actually, there was me and a few other guys who were like in like the wedding planning, event planning business that worked together, but we were all in the same boat where none of us knew anybody who was an entrepreneur. None of us knew anyone who was an investor. No one knew, none of us knew anyone who was like, oh my God, this person made it doing something we want. So we were kind of in a bubble where everyone else was kind of following the traditional path. And we were the only ones that we knew of that were trying to do something. And we were all like young kids, like with no idea what we're doing. We just have these like dreams and goals and visions. And um, the first thing that I did, obviously, was just doing it. I, you know, I, I have this kind of saying that everyone used to call me stupid for everything that I do. 
And now it's like, if someone doesn't tell me I'm stupid, then I'm probably doing something wrong. Like I want to be told I'm crazy. I want to be told I'm doing something wrong because that's how I know I'm doing something mm-hmm. that the majority of people don't think is normal. So you learn way more by doing and making mistakes than you will doing anything else. And this is what I tell everybody who wants to start a side hustle or a business or, or invest or do anything. Just start. Mm-hmm. Be okay with making a mistake. Be okay with the idea that you will lose money because you know if you keep saying, oh my God, but what if I lose money? You're never going to do anything. Just start. Understand that you will lose money. And if you can say that, then you will be willing to learn a whole lot faster because you're willing to accept the risk. The second thing I did was I started reading and I hated books. I never read ever, even like for like my assignments in school. I hated reading. I could not read. Like I was such a slow reader. It took me forever. And, um, you know, I came across this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. It was my first book uh, on like money that I ever read. And that was the first time I ever read a book cover to cover, I think. I don't remember ever reading a book cover to cover. I couldn't even read like the, what was that book? The Curious George books. I remember I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to go get that book. Everyone kept talking about that when I was a kid. I go to the library. I say, where's Curious George? I pulled this out and there's so many words. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I can't read this. Put that back. So now <laughs> I pick up this book and I started reading it. And for the first time that I could ever remember I was interested in what I was reading. And I read that book and I was like, holy moly, like, I don't know anything. And so that's when I started reading more money books. And, and this was the first time I ever started reading and it was out of leisure. I wasn't even being forced to do it. So I started reading as many books that I could about as many different topics from uh, money management to real estate investing, to stock market investing, to entrepreneurship, to just basic motivational personal development books. So I started reading like crazy and the, the, the thing that I love about books is if you don't have, you know, a mentor, a, a someone to like go off of, you don't have the money to buy classes or coaching, you can get access for 20 bucks into somebody else's brain and just like learn their lifestyle, learn what they did and just, just get exposed to a whole new way of thinking. That's what yeah. I really like about that. And this is before like, you know, YouTube was really popular. Obviously with YouTube now, you can do that in so many different ways, but you know, books are, are just like a great way to just start learning. And that's really where I started learning. As you were saying that, you know, yeah, books are a great resource and we want to plug in your local library because so many people think that they have to spend a lot of money and buy up books. But a few years ago, we started going to the library all, all the time, right? And like, it was random. Cause you know, when you're younger, you go to the library with yeah. your parents and stuff. But then for some reason, it seems to taper off as you get older, but um, we want to encourage people to, yeah, to get yeah. resources from their library. Cause yeah, because they'll get, you know, whatever books they have there, but they'll, you know, connect to other libraries yes. and get books that, you know, limited edition or books that you can't find, for you know, free. for free, right? Yeah. You pay taxes, you know, for your local library. So, Use it. you know, take advantage of it. Use so, your yeah. resources. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so no, I think that's great. One of the things I wanted to like dig in a little bit about was this whole thought of not thinking like the majority of people. And like, I saw this quote that you say, which is, Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it, it is time to pause and reflect. And I think this is a Mark Twain quote. Mark Twain. Can we, can we dig in a little deeper on that and like what that means to you? If you're doing what the majority of people do, you're probably doing something wrong. It really just comes down to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like we live in a culture where a lot of people don't ask the question why. And I started to ask myself why about a lot of things. And, and I realized like, you know, when you're young, you assume that, you know, your parents, your family, the people around you, your teachers know everything. 
So you just listen to what they say. At least I did. I was a good student. You know, I, I was that kid that I always did everything my teachers told me. Anytime I did something wrong at home, my parents would threaten me that I'm going to tell your teacher. And, I, you know, immediately I would listen up because I, I, I don't, it was just the way I was. I always listened to what they said. But then as I started to get older, I started to ask the question, why? And I really started questioning everything I did in life from like money to careers, to religion, to food, to just everything that I did. And I started questioning my life and I changed a lot of things. Like I really just started, you know, I want to be confident with everything that I do, which is why like, you know, when I talk, I don't care if someone doesn't like what I say, because I'm speaking from my heart. I speak from passion and I'm confident in it because I know what I believe in. And you might not like what I say, you might not agree, but it, it, it is everything that I say comes from my heart. And so that idea of thinking differently than majority people, it's really just for me asking that question, why? And a lot of people don't do that. And, and more specifically, you know, I talk about it with money. You know, the, the worst financial advice you can give somebody is go to work every single day, work hard and save as much money as possible. That is the worst thing you can do. Yet that's what most of us are taught. Yep. Mm -hmm. Your savings are sitting there in the bank, losing value mm -hmm. every single day to inflation. It's a guaranteed loss. But why are you doing that? Do you understand what money is? Do you understand what your savings are doing? Do you understand what you can do with your money? Why is it that certain people become wealthy and other people don't? It's easy to point fingers and say, hey, they got lucky. Hey, they had X, Y, Z. Hey, they had rich parents. Hey, they had this and that. But then I started reading books and started learning from people. Like one of my biggest motivators, my, my friends gave me, uh, and this is, it sounds funny now, but it was a, a CD by Eric Thomas, uh, who was a motivational speaker, ET. They gave me his audio CD called uh, The Blueprint to Success. And I started listening to this and every single day, like I, I listened to it every time I was in my car and I had heard it so many times that I memorized every single word in that CD. Wow. And it, it just inspired me that you don't need to be from a certain background, culture, have certain parents to become successful. You need to have the right reason, the right why is what he calls it. You need to have a why. And, and for me, it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's like, Anything is possible when you open your mind to understand that it is possible, but you have to understand why is it that certain people become successful? It's not just because they got lucky. It's not just because some people, you know, had rich parents. Sure. Yeah. Some people it is, but there are other people that found a way to do it. And why, what did they do? You know, they worked hard. They found innovation. They created something. They did something different. They all did something different than the majority of people. Because if you are like everybody else, you're not going to stick out. You're going to be like everybody else. You're just, you're just noise. But if you're different, now you can stick out and you can be different. So that's what really, you know, that minority mindset, it's thinking different. How can you be different than everybody else? Because even like if you talk about content, if you say the same thing as everybody else, the same way as everybody else, why would anybody listen to you? You need to have an opinion. You need to, you need to be different. You need to, you need to be you. And there's 7 billion people in this earth. Everyone is different when everyone's trying to be the same. And that's where, you know, the minority mindset is no, you, you got to be different. You got to be you. Wow. We've been followers of you for a very long time. And we had no clue that that's what minority mindset <laughs> meant at all. And so like for you to break it down in that way, I think is just gonna, I, I hope it sparks people because we agree, right? You have to think outside of the box, right? Like you can't just follow the line, follow, you know, what everyone else is doing. And it's yep. like, you know, just asking yourself, why do I do the things that I do? 
why do I believe the things that I believe, I think is important, right? For anyone. Yeah. And that, when you ask people, you know, what's most important to them, a lot of times it's their family and their future, you know, children and legacy. So, you know, you have to do things a little bit different if you want to have a, the better experience for the next generation, right? If you want to pass on generational knowledge and wealth together, right? So the money can last and, and go to the next generation. So it's so important to think different, think against yeah. the grain. You know, like, do you think millenn- the millennial generation in general, like, are, are we thinking differently, would you say, compared to generations before? What do you think about that? Well, I think across generation, you have a lot of people that just kind of follow what everyone else does. Mm -hmm. And every generation you have that. Are millennials thinking differently than boomers? Yeah. But are millennials thinking differently than each other? No. Mm. It's you have every generation that that you have the same kind of people that that follow the system. I mean, why is it that millennials are the biggest liability for millennials? The number one biggest liability are student loans, Mm -hmm. right? it's, It's across the board. But what's interesting is the biggest asset for the United States government are student loans. The United States government is making so much money off of people being in debt. And then they wonder, why am I in student loan debt? Right? I mean, it's just a crazy system. And, and, and you can look this up. When I found that out, I could not believe it. It's yeah. public knowledge, public information that people are struggling to buy a home, live life, do anything because they have debt because they assumed that you had to take on $100,000 or $20,000 of student loans in order to become quote unquote successful. Yet the government keeps saying that, oh, student loan debt is a problem. Yet their biggest asset on their books are student loans because they're making so much money to fund all their operations through student loans. It doesn't make sense. And this is why you got to ask the question, why? Yeah. No, no, it's definitely so true. And, you know, that's why it's important to shift your mindset and start taking the actions uh, towards improving your finances and just building wealth in general. I agree. Like, you know, I think just starting with the why is so important. And to your point, like when you broke it down that way, millennials compared to boomers and then millennials compared to millennials, like, you know, we aren't thinking differently. And so I think I hope listeners really like take that call to action to really start thinking differently. So, you know, just as far as like, you know, having this mindset shift, right? Because it's easy to just follow the leader, right? Like just to follow, do it, you're told, follow the crowd. But like, what can people actually do to start evolving their mindset? And like, not and, and not only that, but getting the courage to to stand out and to to have your own opinion on things. Well, uh, do you speak more from uh, like that mindset side of things or more on the financial side of things? I think it's both, right? I think it's a mindset thing because the mindset's going to alter the financial side, right? Like once yeah. you sh- change your thought process that should waterfall into all areas of your life, including finances. Yeah. But I, both, I, if you can answer both. Sure. We'll start with the mindset because the way we, mm-hmm. we say it is, you know, we're the minority mindset because all success starts with your mindset. If you don't have the right mindset, you can have all the right education, but it's not going to do any good for you because your mindset is broke. The mindset really, like I said, starts with your why and be willing to learn. I mean, every sort of ignorance that we have in this country and the world starts with a lack of education. And this is not just, you know, when people say ignorance, they mean, oh, either racial ignorance or ignorance against different cultures, but it's also financial ignorance and health ignorance. We have an obesity epidemic. We have a financial crisis. People are drowning. Oh my God. I mean, this really irritates me where in 2020, I I was so happy, not because of the pandemic, but because we had for the first time 
Americans across the board paying down their credit card debt. We saw the biggest credit card pay down in the history of American time in 2020 because people were getting money and they were not having expenses. So they started paying down the credit card debt. People were saving money and investing money for the first time ever. In 2021, the second quarter of 2021, we saw the biggest rise in credit card debt in the history of American time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. We were given a golden opportunity. You finally did it. And mm -hmm. so that mindset, you know, it's okay. What is the why? And be willing to learn, you know, get educated, be willing to change your mind on things because, you know, we, we live in a culture where if you, if some, if you watch somebody that disagrees from you, you hear something that disagrees from you, you're going to get angry. You're going to turn them off. And it doesn't do any good. You got to hear both sides. Yeah. And we're talking about finances here, right? For example, Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki, two completely different people when it comes to money. Learn from both of them. They, they, you don't got to follow either one, but you got to learn that way you can figure out where on the spectrum you are. And the way you can learn is just you figure that out is just by learning. You got to be willing to listen to people yeah. that you don't agree with. That way you can learn and really understand why don't you agree with. And, and so that's that's the first thing. It's just be willing to learn. And be willing to work. Uh, you know, look, people talk about, oh, I got to live a balanced life. I got to have everything in order. I need time to do X, Y, Z. You know, when I was starting off, there was no balance. I slept four hours a night if I was lucky. I busted my butt. I still work hard. I work every single day. I don't take days off, but my work hard now is different than my work hard when I first started. My work hard when I first started was a grind, a physical grind. Now, you know what? I work every day, but my work might just be having a conversation or, or meeting somebody. You know, we joked about this on a video that I just recorded, but me and a, um, a team member of mine, we were working hard in Austin, but we were in a hot tub talking about business ideas, right? It, it's, it's, it's a different type of work. And so you, yeah. it, it's that understanding that you have to be willing to put it in. So put in the work. So that, that's, that's the mindset side. Now going to the, to the financial side, what do you do to get different? You know, it, it really just starts with understanding how to use the money that you have. That mm -hmm. means for one, stop spending all your money on dumb things. So first build a little bit of a savings cushion. You got to start investing your money for growth. Everyone says, oh, I have a 401k. I'm set. No, your 401k was never intended to be your sole retirement plan. Yet for the majority of people, not only do they not have investments, their only investment is the 401k. Oh my God. Even the founder of the 401k has come out and says that the 401k is not doing what it is supposed to do. So please stop treating your 401k like this. Your 401k has its benefits. It has its value, but you have to understand that this should not be your only investment. You need to be investing your money more aggressively. And uh, there's so many different places. You got docs, you have startups, thanks to companies like Start Engine, WeFunder, and um, there's another one, Republic. These are sites that you can go to and mm. invest in startups. They're very risky, but they have high potential for reward. Now, I'm not saying throw all of your money in here, but you know, there's, there's, there's potential. You got cryptocurrency, then you got uh, metals like gold and silver. I don't think of the last two as investments more as just money, but there are so many ways for you to invest your money. And the way you become wealthy is you get the education, the financial education, and then you take as much money as possible and you move it towards investments instead of buying a whole bunch of nice things, nice clothes, nice vacations, nice cars, nice whatever. Yes. You need to own the things that will actually make you wealthy. I mean, you said it all right there, right? Like <laughs> 
people, it's hard to change behavior, right? Like we're so used to being consumers and, you know, getting the nice things. We want to floss. We want to show off what we have on the gram. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, but it, it's just taking the time, getting educated first, like you said, to shift your mindset so that you are able to make those changes in behavior. But I think, you know, like you said, the education starts first, like that's, what's going to alter. And it mind. starts with that, that question, right? We talked about why are you doing it? Because if you know mm-hmm. that, it's going to be very easy for you to make that shift. Because even when yeah. I was younger, when I made money, I used it as a quote unquote investment to make me look rich. I, 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 got a, I did a gig and I made $1,000 and I went out and I bought this $1,000 watch and it had like these crystals all over it. It looked like it was so shiny, sparkly, blingy. It looked so cool. And I was like, Looking back, it's like, man, I spent $1,000 when that was the only money that I had mm-hmm. on a watch. Anytime I had some extra cash, I was using it, the money to upgrade my Toyota because I wanted my car to look sick. I had, I bought the new, at first I tinted the windows, I upgraded the sound system, I put in two 12-inch subs, I put in new rims on the car. I mean, I did everything to make my car the coolest car there was. And then I started, as soon as I started learning about money and I started seeing where my money was going, and I was like, wait. I want to be wealthy, but the actions that I'm taking are the complete opposite. So that's what motivated me to shift my actions to stop spending money in a dumb way. And really like, yeah, I lived broker than ever, but I was becoming wealthier than ever, Mm. even though I didn't look like it because now I was changing how I was spending my money. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing that, you know, you had that shift, right? And you recognized it early. Some people it takes a few decades for them to be like, hey, I need to make changes. It's a crisis, right? Yeah. Sometimes it takes a crisis. And like, I know what you're what you're doing with minority mindset. And what we want to do with rich by intention is that we want you to change your behavior before you ha- hit a crisis so that you're ready for that crisis whenever it comes, right? Because yeah. that's a part of life. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's natural occurrence. And uh, one thing that you that you mentioned is that you use books as mentors early on. You also had a group of other individuals who are in their own bubbles, but you all were looking to build. Can you talk about like community um, and what you've built with minority mindset for people to like find people who think like them? Absolutely. So, you know, that was one of our goals because, you know, minority mindset at its core was from a way for me to teach what I wish I knew when I was getting started. And one of the things that I didn't have was, you know, the financial education and also access to people like me, because where in the world can you find other people that are like you that are trying to get better with their money, but have no other one to talk to. So, you know, we started off obviously with social, went to YouTube, uh, then we built our own daily newsletter and we built our blog. So we have content everywhere. And then what we did was we created a community. So on Discord, it's a free community. We call it Guac Talk. Uh, you, if you go to our website, theminoritymindset.com, you'll see how you can join it. Wait, it's- can I, why, why is it, why Guac Talk? <laughs> well, because as we all know, extra guac is truly a symbol of extra wealth. I love guacamole. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, we like to have fun, you know, we're not so serious, but but we talk about really important topics. Like the topics in Guac Talk are real estate investing, stock market investing, cryptocurrency investing, and all things building wealth. So side hustles, entrepreneurship, and everything that has to do with building wealth. That's what we talk about in Guac Talk, but it's, it's a free community. And now you can go talk to other people like you and talk about the things that are important to you and learn. And, you know, we like, there's this 
is using these resources, right? Giving the things that we wish that we had and learning. Like we have a free ebook on, on stock market investing because I was talking about this with uh, someone else a little bit earlier. The, you know, people, what happens is a lot of people just start investing their money and then they're like, oh my God, I made a lot of money. Oh, I'm doing so good. And then they see their portfolio go down a few percent and then they sell and then they get panic and they're like, oh my God, everything's crashing. And, and it's funny because people will say, I want to be a long-term investor because I think the majority of people understand that you will make more money as a long-term investor than a trader. It's safer. But what ends up happening is they say, I'm going to be a long-term investor. And they start investing their money in the stock market. And then something goes wrong in the next two, three months. Then they panic and they sell. You need to have a strategy. And this all goes down to your financial education. So, you know, we have, you know, our YouTube stuff, our, our blog. Then we have like guides that you can use to help you provide that education. And these guides are free. I mean, like the stock market one, you can read at the minoritymindset.com slash stocks. And it, it teaches you the stuff. Now we don't give financial advice. Okay. I'm just a random guy. Do your own research. But uh, my goal and our company's goal is really just to provide that education. That way now you can make smarter decisions, whether if it's talking to a financial planner or a financial advisor, now you can come to the table a little bit more educated about what investments are and how, what you're looking for. If you are going to make your investment decisions yourself, now you're going to be a little bit smarter about which strategy is right for you and you know what you should be looking for. So you know we talk about a whole bunch of things, whether it's the economy and money and just all sorts of financial education. That way you can make smarter decisions and more educated decisions because now you're more aware. No, that's great. Listeners definitely should check out those resources and just start getting educated. Start with your why, like you said, and then just start looking for the resources and start with minority mindset, right? So yeah, yeah so I had a, a question in terms of like the overall business and your vision. So when you started back in 2016, was your vision the same as it is now? Did it become reality, which you thought your brand could become? Well, when I started, I never envisioned it to become a real business. For back then, it was really just a hobby. And what's funny is back then, when I it was just a YouTube channel, really. And I was like, man, if I ever hit a hundred thousand subscribers, like I'm done. Like, oh, like that's never gonna happen. I'm not gonna hit a hundred thousand subscribers. And here we are today with over a million subscribers, which I would have never thought was possible in a million years. And what's crazy is. I was always an entrepreneur and I always thought that I needed to think big. Yet here I was when I started with very limiting beliefs on myself. I was telling myself that, hey, it's not, it's not going to happen. And, and I try to ask myself now, why did I do that? And it's just like, you know, no matter how big you think you're thinking, you're not thinking big enough. So no, where we are now is, is my, our vision stuff now are nowhere close to what it was when we started, because then, you know, one, it was just a hobby. And, and even if it became a business, I never really thought it was going to be much. But now, you know, we're, we're really trying to expand. Like, you know, we have our main YouTube channel. We started a, a new YouTube channel called Minority Mindset News. We have uh, Nathan, Nate, who, who makes videos every day, multiple times a day, that's covering what's happening in the top finance business news. That way you can stay up to date. We have a Spanish YouTube channel, Minority Mindset and Espanol. So you can learn our content in a different language. You know, we're building our blog. We have like a dozen writers that publish content for our blog. We have our daily newsletter that's published every day, which can break down the top finance and business news. So we're really growing uh, into a lot of different areas. 
And, uh, you know, that's, that's really what it is because we want to help spread that financial education, the financial awareness, and to just spark that interest in people's mind that, Hey, maybe I should start thinking about my money a little bit better. Oh, I love that. All the successes that you're having and expansion, which is always key for business growth. Can you tell us your parents' views on your business now? Oh, they love it. (laughs) It's funny. You know, everything kind of came full circle. You know, I, I think I mentioned this a minute ago, but it's not until you become successful that people start recognizing you. Like I was, uh, you know, my parents, I was doing other businesses and they were always like, when they started to find out, they were really not happy about it. And then one day it was the sock company I was talking about. Um, I was on the news, the local news. And they were talking about the success that our company was happen- having, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't tell my parents because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this. And the thing about being on the news is people watch TV. So my parents' parents, parent, my my parents' friends, sorry, my parents' friends were watching the news. They saw me on the TV talking about, oh, Dustfree's business is doing well. And they're like, I thought this guy was studying to be a doctor. So they call my parents. They're like, I saw your son on the news. And they're like, oh God, what did he do? And then, you know, <laughs> they're like, no, he, he did this business thing. And they were like, what? And then all of a sudden, when, when the call started coming in saying, congratulations on your son's success, they were like, oh yeah, we're so happy that he's doing you know all these things. So, you know, it, I love my parents. You know, yes. they're, they're the hardest working people that I know. They just didn't know. They didn't have the financial education. I mean, we we're all trying to figure things out, but they are very supportive of it now. They they love it. They they. It, it's just funny. And, you know, every time I talk about this, you know, my parents just laugh because they're like, they, they know it's true. It's just like funny kind of the transition. So, but, but they love it now. That's good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. They finally came around. So as we're speaking about family, I, I've heard that you are, you've recently gotten married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> You know, during the month of June, the best month. <laughs> we got, yeah, our our wedding date is in June as well. So congratulations! And so we couldn't end this podcast without talking about a little sure. bit about marriage and money. You know, one of the things that RJ and I are huge proponents of are you know just couples being on the same page about money, mm-hmm. and that's what we use our platform for to encourage couple money conversations. And so, you know, can you tell us a little bit about how you and your wife discuss finances in your household? Sure. So my wife didn't grow up with a lot of money. I mean, she grew up similar background to me, but parents really, really struggled and, and uh, for a long time. And so she, she didn't grow up with a lot. And so, you know, when I first started talking to her, everyone has their why, right? In the beginning, my why was to prove everyone wrong. Then I started talking to her and my why was, you know, I'm going to make sure that I give her everything that she never had. I wanted to make sure that I could give her everything without her having to stress about it because she, you know, she started working when she was like 13 years old to help support the family. And, or, and, and so I wanted to make sure that I could turn this around. So when we talk about our finances, you know, for me, it's, I want to make sure that my wife is okay financially, no matter what. And I want to make sure that she can have anything she wants whenever she wants, because I want to make sure she's happy. Now, does that mean that, Hey, you have an unlimited budget to go to the mall? No. (laughs) You know, know, we, we, we talk about, you know, a lot of things like in the sense of like, she supports the business. She's always working with me on it. She, she's always behind the scenes coming up with creative ideas on how we can grow, but she's on the same page. She, she started reading money books and financial books to learn how to, what is the difference between an asset and a liability, why we need to buy more assets. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I want to make sure that she's happy and I want to make sure that she's taken care of. And, and it's my duty, the way I look at it, that our family is taken care of. 
first yeah. and foremost, and I'm going to do whatever that it takes to make sure that's the case. And, you know, it can be different in everyone's household, but for me, that's my duty. I love oh, that. I love, it. I love that. So, so I guess in terms of tips for couples, right? Um, what where what you say is three tips for couples just to take control of their finances, get on the same page, just general advice for for couples who are in the process of getting married. The first thing you have to have to have to talk about money as as soon as possible, and, and this is a hard conversation. I was reading an article the other day, and it's like uh, this 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 lady was dating this guy for a number of years. And then she found out that he had like 200 some thousand dollars worth of, of student loans that she didn't know about. And you do not want to have these surprises. So start talking about money sooner rather than later. Second, it's getting on the same page when it comes to spending. The number one cause of divorce in the United States is money problems. And it really just, you know, the, the first thing is just knowing what do you spend money on, whether it's creating a budget or just getting on the same page. Because the thing is, if you tell your significant other, whether it's your husband or your wife or whatever it is, you tell them, okay, you have a $500 monthly limit on spending. Now, all of a sudden, it feels like one person is controlling the other. Why are you telling me how I can spend my money and live my life for spending our money versus getting on the same page as to the why? Let's understand that we want to buy a rental property or we want to invest this much money. So let's try to work together. That way we can do that because once we own this, then we can have more wealth. That way you can be able to buy more of the nice things. So it's, it's, it's not just having that control over this is how much we can spend. It's this is what we want to do. So let's make this sacrifice together. And it's also on the side of, of working, the income side. And it's just understanding, okay, how are we going to be able to support each other? Even if it's a one person working or two people working, how do we support each other to excel in our careers? Because you know, some people are much more career driven. Some people aren't. And it's just being able to understand and balance that where if somebody is very career driven and telling them don't work so much, well, all of a sudden you're telling them don't be as happy as you are. I mean, some people get a lot of enjoyment out of doing whatever it is that they do. And I like, like I was talking about, I love working. And I love the fact that, you know, when I first started talking to my wife, you know, I made it very clear that, you know, I, I like working. I work a lot. And She's supportive of that. Obviously, there are times where it's like, all right, let's spend some time together. We got to do it, you know, whatever we got to do. But, you know, she understands that, all right, you know, I work weird hours. I work crazy hours. And she's understanding of that. So just supporting the other partner to succeed mm -hmm. in the best way possible. No, that's excellent. Excellent yeah. advice. Yeah, great advice. Um, yeah, so important to get on the same page. It's so important to have like a why and a goal mm -hmm. for the marriage, right? For your future legacy, right? Because then you tie every decision to that, right? Yeah. And then it's no longer like pointing fingers, but it's more like, does it reach the mission of our marriage, right? Does right. It, the, the decisions goals, make yeah. and stuff. So, and then just that. the support too, right? Like be supportive of each other's individual goals, right? Whether that's if you want to pursue your career or if you aren't as so career driven, you know, just being supportive of where each of you are and talking that through together. And I think what you said first was, you know, you need to talk about these things early on so you don't get surprised, you know, down the road. And so, no, I, I couldn't agree more. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, no, definitely great tips. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing all these gems. Lastly, you know, we just want to know where people can find you. Um, <laughs> if you can break it down for all of sure. our listeners. 
So uh, across all socials, Minority Mindset, at Minority Mindset, YouTube, at Minority Mindset, and then you can go to our website, theminoritymindset.com. So we keep it pretty simple. <laughs> yes, yes, we are huge fans, Jess Spreet. So thank you for just coming on to our podcast and just sharing all of this information. Like, Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you yes. for having me. And it was an honor to be on with you too. And congratulations on your success as well. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We thank appreciate you. it. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can always follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration.